The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. You're with Steve Malsberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, welcome aboard. Uh, welcome aboard. Easy for me to say, everyone. It's four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday night. The Iowa caucuses taking place right now uh, here on the Steve Malzberg Show. You know what day and time it is wherever you are tuned in to the Steve Malzberg Show here on TNT. And let me just give you right now, uh, you have to pardon me while I look at the latest. According to Fox, with 2.6% of the vote counted, we have Donald Trump with 54.5%, uh, Ron DeSantis 19 and change, Nikki Haley 17 and change and uh, Ramaswamy 7.77%. I might also add that both Fox and CNN uh, have called and other other outlets have called this uh, race for Donald Trump, who will win the Iowa caucus. There's a lot of you know history to be made here. I don't think any Republicans ever won the Iowa caucus by more than 12%. And uh, he's uh, way ahead of that right now. And the, the, the big battle shaping up is for a second place, obviously, as I just told you, um, with, with uh, two percentage points separating um, uh, Ron DeSantis. Now it's uh, less than now it's one percentage point DeSantis leading over Haley with two point seven percent of the vote counted. So we have a long way to go, but this is where it's going to end up in all likelihood. Uh, we're going to be joined by Ford O'Connell later on, and we'll talk about this more in depth. But there, there's a lot of interesting things out there. Uh, a Fox poll questioned a lot of the per- people who went to the caucuses. By the way, record cold, blizzard conditions in some areas in Iowa. And yet people are showing up, people are going, and uh, they're not letting it, uh, not letting it stop them. Not letting it stop them. In fact, there are 55 percent, I'm sorry, of the new voters, first time Iowa caucus voters, 55 percent of them told Fox in advance that they favored Donald Trump. Now, I want you to hear what Donald Trump said. Again, I just can't wait till the till the Joe Scarboroughs of the world get a hold of this and start saying, oh, he wanted his voters to die. You'll see why in a second. So uh, let's uh, let's listen in. Trump had this message speaking in Iowa earlier today. Uh, here's cut 187. So if you want to save America from crooked Joe Biden, you must go caucus tomorrow. First step. First step. We're going to do it. We're going to do it big. You got to get out. You can't sit home. If you're sick as a dog, you say, darling, even if you vote and then pass away, it's worth it. <laughs> If you're sick, if you're just so sick, you can't, darn it, I don't think, get up, get up, you get up, you vote, yes, darling, ultimately we know who calls the shots, right, 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 Polly? So you be safe and all, you're going to be safe, and again, all indoors, it's going to be all indoors, but you got to get up, you got to vote, because it has nothing to do with anything but taking our nation back, and that's the biggest thing there is. So arrive no later than 6.30, and as I said earlier, the details are ia.donaldjtrump.com. 
Uh, well, at least he got the website correct. I mean, I remember Joe Biden not getting that correct. See, he said it's worth it even if you wind up dying. Oh, oh, wait till tomorrow. Just wait till tomorrow. Not only does he want to be dictator on day one, which is nonsense. You know, not only is he Hitler, but now he wants his voters and his supporters to risk their lives and die. It's worth it if they die. <laughs> I guarantee you they're going to make a big deal about that. All right. Now, speaking of Joe Biden, uh, Trump also um, earlier in advance of uh, the actual voting in Iowa uh, equated Nikki Haley with one Joe Biden, and here is cut 185. Nikki and Crooked Joe are both backed by warmongers and left-wing globalist Wall Street, millionaires and billionaires who crave to destroy the MAGA movement. People are not happy with MAGA because MAGA's taking over. MAGA's, you know, when they, you, you hear the fake news when they say, well, MAGA represents, MAGA represents 44% of the Republican, no, no, MAGA represents 95% of the Republican Party. Whenever you hear this stuff, and uh, they, it's an amazing thing. When Joe Biden gets up and he's so angry, we're going to fight MAGA. And I say, what does MAGA mean? He has no idea. You know what it means, Joe? It means make America great again, right? It's a simple, simple thing. No harm intended. Uh, probably the greatest phrase in the history of politics, right, MAGA? I almost change it to CAG, keep America great. Yeah, well, leave it at leave it at make America great again, because uh, you, you can't you can't say keep America great because it ain't doing so well in many respects right now. And, and, and something I wanted to, to tell you about the, 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 the voters in Iowa, uh, Fox asked them a lot of questions. By the way, you don't go to a ballot box. You, you, you caucus. That's why it's the Iowa caucuses. There are 99 counties in Iowa. There are. 100, I'm sorry, 1,670 precincts. At Each one is at a school or a church, most likely. And you go there and you talk and then you vote by paper ballot and they count the paper ballot. It's a gathering. It's not like you just go in and pull the curtain and vote by machine and all that kind of stuff. But they ask these people, you know, in advance of them attending, a bunch of questions. So let me give you some of the, uh, the some idea of where the Iowa voters are. Okay, um, democracy, 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 democracy. Is democracy in trouble? And a majority of Iowa voters said yes. Democracy is in trouble, and democracy is in trouble. I mean, there's no there's no two ways about it. Do you have confidence? Here it is. Do you have confidence in our democracy? 13% said very strongly. 38% said somewhat strongly. So that's still 53%. But that's only 53%. And only 13 have confidence in it strongly. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Do you have confidence in the integrity of our elections? 20%. Strongly, yes, 37% somewhat strongly. So that's 57%. That's not a great number either. How about the integrity of the elections in Iowa? There, they have a lot more. 52 said very strongly, 38 said somewhat. So there you got uh, 90%. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. 
what do we have here? Uh, oh, should you should we be building a wall? Seventy one percent said strongly yes. Fifteen percent somewhat strongly. So that's eighty six percent build the wall at our southern border. Um, immigrants hurt the country or help the country. Seventy five percent said hurt. And uh, that's a big number, a big number. I uh, got a couple more here. Uh, okay, schools teach uh, sexual orientation too much or too little? 72% too much. They teach gender ID too much or too little? 74% said too much. Uh, Israel should be funded to continue their fight with Hamas. You have 37% said strongly, yes. 29% uh, said somewhat strongly. So that's uh, 63%, 63, 66%. Uh, 37, 47, 57. Yeah, uh, 66% said uh, yes, strongly or somewhat strongly. So there you go. That's the uh, vote. I should point out that the Republican winner in New Hampshire hasn't recently translated into the nominee. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back to well, 2020. Trump won it. He was the you know sitting president. 2016. Ted Cruz, the senator from Texas, beat Trump in, they say New Hampshire, in Iowa, in Iowa. Okay, that was in 2016. 2012, Rick Santorum, who's been on the show and may be on again tomorrow, got to check out his schedule. Uh, Rick Santorum won it in 2012, and of course, the eventual nominee was Mitt Romney. Mike Huckabee, former governor of Arkansas, won Iowa in 2008. And the eventual nominee was John McCain. So it doesn't always translate out that way. Now, in, in, in um, 2000 and was it 2004? Let's see. I'm trying to think. In well, Bush won and all that, but that's a different story. So it, it, the last three times out, though, uh, well, not including Trump, but 16, 12 and 08, it didn't work. It didn't work out that way. And uh, what are, there are 40 delegates that come from Iowa towards the total needed to become uh, president, to, to get the nomination, I should say, to get the nomination. The Democrats also have their Iowa primary tonight, but it's by mail-in ballot, of course. <laughs> Got to practice the <clears throat> mail-in ballot procedure. So it's it's by mail-in ballot. It's not caucuses, which I think is just a caucuses are just a great great idea. So that's some uh, background and some scoop, if you will. By the way, ABC News, their latest poll, Biden has a thirty-three percent approval rating, thirty-three percent, and um, on the economy. 31% because people in America are too damn stupid to know how well they're doing, right? <laughs> and and uh, I will tell you this, uh, according to Axios, I'm full of information tonight, aren't I? And <laughs> in, 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 uh, thanks to Axios, groceries, groceries that you bought in America, average, in, in December of 2019, under Trump, 
that cost a hundred bucks. Those same groceries at the end of last year in December of last year cost $125, 25% more. But Biden, I'll tell you, we're building from the ground up, not from the top down, not from the inside out, not from the Bidenomics. Oh, we're all doing so well. I passed the infrastructure bill. Who cares? The infrastructure bill. Wow. So our inflation is down to 3.9%. Yeah, but it's, it, 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 please, you, you, I just gave you the stats. America's not that stupid, as it turns out. Not on the economy, anyway, okay? Not on the economy. So uh, let me, uh, I need this sheet. I can't put the sheet aside. So let me get you also back to, uh, to the um, pre-Iowa caucus uh, goings-on. Um, Rand Paul, the senator from Kentucky, Republican, of course, he put out a video the other day, and uh, he didn't have nice things to say about one Nikki Haley. Here is cut 166. I don't think any informed or knowledgeable libertarian or conservative should support Nikki Haley. I've seen her attitude towards our our interventions overseas. I've seen her involvement in the military industrial complex, $8 million being paid to become part of the team. But I've also seen her indicate that she thinks you should be registered to use the internet, that people posting ideas anonymously I think she fails to understand that our republic was founded upon people like Ben Franklin, Sam Adams, Madison, John Jay, and others who posted routinely for fear of the government. They posted routinely anonymously. And I think her failure to really understand that or to think that you should register through the government somehow for the internet is something that should disqualify her in the minds of all libertarian-leaning conservatives. So I'm announcing today I'm Never Nikki. You can go to nevernikki.net and sign up and show her that you're Never Nikki also. Thanks. Nevernikki.net. They got their own website. Wow. Well, right now, as we speak, according to Fox, with uh, three and a quarter percent of the vote in, again, that means we have 96 percent of the vote not in yet. But with three and a quarter percent of the vote in, uh, actually now 3.3 percent of the vote in, Trump has 52 and a half percent. DeSantis, 21%. Haley, 17%. I got to tell you, if Nikki Haley doesn't win Iowa, it's a big, big loss for her. Um, It's a big loss for whichever one doesn't come in second, DeSantis or Haley. Okay, let us uh, continue here along the the lines with Haley. One of Haley's biggest supporters is uh, is New Hampshire uh, Governor uh, um, Chris Sununu. And he was on uh, Face the Nation this yesterday, Sunday, with Margaret Brennan. And she couldn't get it through her mind that if Trump were the nominee, or basically if anybody were the nominee, but Trump specifically, which means if Haley didn't win, even though he supports her, that he would vote for that nominee. She couldn't seem to get it. And I don't get why she couldn't, and neither did Sununu. Here is cut 184. I never said I wouldn't support him. I, I ne- we never said we wouldn't support the Republican nominee, but understand no, but he's you the said weakest he would be candidate to go up against Donald Trump. 
Yeah, but I, but I didn't say I wasn't going to support him. Republicans are going to support him. This would be a nail-biter race come November. With Nikki Haley at the top, she wins by 10, 10 points. It's a fundamentally uh, different argument because you get the Senate, you get the House seats, you get the governorships, you get all the way down the ticket. The Republicans win. Donald Trump is simply the weakest candidate. Um, and so, again, that's the opportunity that Nikki brings to the table. Okay. I'm sorry, you're saying you would still support the weakest candidate, even though it would hurt your party in down, down ballot races just to be consistent. No, it, Margaret, we're talking about the general election here. Yeah. Trump versus Biden. Right. You think I'm going to vote for Joe Biden? What, with what he's done to this country, with what he's done with, with inflation and crushed middle, middle American families, I think Trump's the weakest nominee and would have a, a tough time beating Biden for sure. But we're going to support the Republican nominee. What is it she doesn't understand about that? I love what he said. What, do you think I'm going to vote for Biden if it's Trump Biden? And she doesn't get that? The guy's a Republican governor. He's going to vote for Joe Biden? <laughs> what the heck? These people are just crazy. Crazy. <sighs> okay, so let's, uh, let's move to um, ABC This Week yesterday. Um, and they, were, uh, they had their poll guy on, Rick Klein, talking, taking a look at, uh, at Iowa and other things. So I want to, want to give you some of this, a taste of it. Uh, so here we go with cut 180. The question really isn't who wins, but by how much, and then who finishes in second and third. Take a look at the, the, the 538 polling average, and you see how Donald Trump is positioned very well for a blowout, for a historic victory. Winning by even 13 points would beat any of the people we just saw on the screen. That would set a record in the caucuses. Uh, the question now is expectations, and then what happens a little bit lower down on the ballot? Because if Trump wins by 30 points, that's one thing, but coming in second, could be Nikki Haley. She has surged ahead both in the, the polling average and in that Des Moines Register poll. And this is why that's so stark. For the entire campaign, Ron DeSantis has been a strong second, that purple line. Just in the last couple of days, that's begun to change. And if Nikki Haley were to overperform expectations in Iowa, she is very well positioned in the next state up in New Hampshire. She's down only by about 10, 11 points behind Trump in the polling average. And that included Chris Christie, who just left the race last week. His supporters are probably more likely to be Nikki Haley supporters than anything else. Well, if, uh, if Christie supporters, and by the way, Christie has uh, less than 1% in this, uh, in, in Iowa, because he dropped out, of course. Um, if his support went to Haley, and that's supposed to make a big difference, it didn't, with 3.5% uh, of the vote in, I know it's crazy, but to me, I'm, I'm like an addict. Every time it changes, even though it's going from 3.5 to 3.75%, and there's still over 95% of the vote to count. But I'm, I'm just telling you, uh, DeSantis has got 21.7. Haley's got 19.3. Well, again, we're not going to know where it ends but by the time this show ends tonight. Tomorrow, we'll know, okay, or, you know, on this show. Okay, so let's, uh, let's continue with, with Rick Klein. Um, cut 181. This again from our latest poll with Ipsos, a national poll. The question of who's the strongest leader? Well, that's Donald Trump by 50 points. Who best represents your values as Republicans? Trump again by 25 points. Similarly, on best understanding your problems. And this is a key question for primary voters always. Who's the best position to actually win in November? 68% of Republicans say the answer to that question is Donald Trump. Despite all the baggage, Haley and DeSantis have not been able to make an elected, electability argument that's penetrated 
uh, at all. And a big warning sign that I'd point out for Nikki Haley, uh, we, asked, we asked Republicans, how satisfied would you be with the following individuals as your nominee? 72% of Republicans say they'd be satisfied with Donald Trump. That's 10 points better than DeSantis. Nikki Haley, fewer than half of Republicans right now nationally say they'd be satisfied if she were the nominee. Yeah, so the polls that show Nikki Haley beating Joe Biden in a head-to-head matchup by double digits, I think there's been one or two of those polls, that includes a lot of independents and a lot of Democrats. Don't forget, Democrats don't want Biden to run either. So she appeals widely. Um, Trump, head-to-head with Biden. And it's not going to be Biden, in my opinion. So how is Trump with uh, Michelle Obama? How's Trump with uh, Gavin Newsom? It ain't going to be cackling Kamala either. So I I, I don't know. I I don't know. All right, one more, um, and it's 182. I mean, it's quite a turnaround. Eight years ago, Trump actually lost in Iowa. In fact, he came just, he was almost in third place, barely uh, eking out uh, a second place over Marco Rubio. Yeah, John, and that's not going to happen again. These are those 2016 results. They are important to look at, even if it won't be replicated, because it gives you some window into the campaign strategy and how to watch the returns come in tomorrow night. Ron DeSantis has visited all of 99, all of Iowa's 99 counties, just like Ted Cruz did. Cruz was able to use that for victory. Up in the northwest corner of the state, counties like Sioux County, Donald Trump actually came in fourth place there, a heavily evangelical county. That's the kind of map that Ron DeSantis is hoping helps him overperform the polls and overperform expectations. Meanwhile, Nikki Haley, she has spent a lot of time in the cities and suburbs, places like Des Moines and Iowa City and Davenport. That was Marco Rubio country last time around. She is hoping that this is where Nikki Haley's momentum begins to kick in and you get those those kind of caucus goers. Now, look, Trump, he just has to kind of overperform what he did everywhere. And he's well positioned to do that. And, and one big reason why, John, here's an interesting fact. There's 100,000 more Republicans in the state of Iowa than there were eight years ago. The Trump team is convinced that many, if not most of them, are MAGA Republicans. Yeah, and as I mentioned from ABC, we go to what Fox said today, that uh, of the new uh, Republican voters, first-time Republican caucus voters in Iowa that plan to vote today, 55% of them were Trump supporters. So there you go. Um, I mean, that's, you know, that's where we are right now. Um, we're still at three and a half percent here of the vote in. So when, uh, you know, when we get to five percent, I'll give you an update. Um, in the meantime, why don't we take a break and hopefully then uh, our guest Ford will be, uh, will be ready and we'll throw all this and other things around with him. I'm Steve Malsberg. Big night. By the way, the New Hampshire primary a week from tomorrow on the 23rd. So there's no rest, baby. It's happening. It's happening. Uh, And it's going to happen right here on TNT. Here's a bushfire fact. Bushfires can occur without warning. So if you're traveling during bushfire season, here are three simple steps to remember. One, check the fire danger rating before you go. The higher the fire danger rating, the more dangerous the conditions. It may be safer to replan your trip. Two, think about the area you're going to and what you would do if a fire started. How would you escape the area if you needed to? And where would you go? Check if there's a neighborhood safer place. Three, it's dangerous to drive through smoke or fire. 
If you can't find a way to avoid the fire, park in a cleared area, face the car towards the fire and turn the engine off. Then lie on the floor and cover yourself to protect yourself from radiant heat. Live bushfire ready. For more helpful tips, visit myfireplan.com.au today. I'm just going to do a little voice I wanted to alleviate my pain. I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me and I was trying to figure it out and I used the internet to help me do that. Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the mainstream advertising world. The people who are consuming this are children, 13, 14, 15 years old, and it's so easy for them to literally be groomed. I just woke up one day, looked at myself in the mirror, and asked myself, what the heck am I doing? When trans-identified kids are referred to specialized gender clinics, they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive, multidisciplinary mental health assessments. We know that that's not true. I was easy to manipulate. The ideology that has become dominant at these clinics is that trans kids know who they are, and therefore to question them is completely taboo. My childhood was ruined. Who's there for their detransitioning? Nobody. Nobody would help me because they had more concerns of me reversing everything. Did this thing to alleviate this gender dysphoria that wasn't there before, but you made it into a problem, and now your body image issues are worse. That's not supposed to happen. What do we do now? D-Trans, the dangers of gender-affirming care. For more information, go to PragerU.com. So many people who had no history of heart illnesses have got it now, or blood clotting after the COVID-19 vaccination. Punish those who hurt people with COVID madness. Lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT Radio. All right, folks, welcome back. Steve Malsberg here, and we welcome in back to the show. I'm very happy to say Ford O'Connell. He, of course, a GOP strategist, attorney, conservative TV and radio commentator. And Ford, welcome back, my friend. Always good to be on with you, Steve. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, so uh, what do you think so far? Again, keeping in mind so many things, for one, the, the uh, most the Republicans ever won in Iowa by is 12%. And right now, early in the counting, you know, Trump uh, in, in a field of uh, four uh, main candidates uh, has uh, over 50 percent of the vote. Look, Donald Trump is going to smash the uh, Iowa record for the caucuses. And to your point, it's going to be well over 12 points. How much we do not know. But I think that really, Steve, when you look at it, there's a very deceitful narrative out there pushed by the media talking about, well, if he doesn't get 50%, then he's underperforming. First of all, no one's ever gotten 50% in an Iowa caucus. And since 1972, when the caucus has been conducted, this is the fastest return on a projection ever in a caucus. So Donald Trump has definitely got his the pedal of the metal and doing quite well in Iowa. 
Absolutely. Um, and, and what about uh, second place? I mean, we've heard so much about uh, this will make or break, you know, Haley or DeSantis right now. You know, it's it's too close to call. There are a couple of percentage points uh, apart with uh, 95 percent of the votes still to be counted. And I don't know that anybody's made a projection that I've heard on who's going to finish uh, in second place. What how much does finishing in second place tonight mean to DeSantis and to Nikki and does it uh, to Haley and does it mean more to one than to the other? Well, let's let's discuss the fact that it's a very distant second place. Second place is almost offensive to the word second place. I think <laughs> what happens here though is that if Ron DeSantis actually uh, finishes ahead of Nikki Haley, that's going to really harm Nikki Haley because the donors will cut the money off for her. You know, New Hampshire's next week. I think. Look, Donald Trump wants to win big because he wants the donors to understand that the race is over. He has unfinished business. He is the nominee. I've never seen a greater disconnect in my time in politics between the Republican grassroots and the Republican donor class. It's time for the Republican donor class to get on board with Donald Trump. Now, uh, when it comes to, to Trump, I mean, you know, going forward, uh, he still has all this uh, these legal problems. How how important is this 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 win this huge win in iowa keeping in mind that in 2016 he lost to ted cruz in 2012 um, um mccain uh, lost to huckabee uh, to uh, ronda's to um to um rick santorum and in 2008 um uh, uh, mccain lost to huckabee well, look, here, I think it's huge for Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump does not like to lose it. In 2016, he was not victorious in Iowa. So this is about quieting sort of the never Trump doubters and the media. But I think that Donald Trump wants to lock up the nomination before Super Tuesday or by Super Tuesday, which is at the beginning of March, because the reason is very simple. If you go forward with any of these ridiculous sham trials, the four criminal trials against him, it's essentially election interference. And I think that that's a very important message to send to the nation at large. So you think that if he could lock up the nomination that the courts will look at the cases differently, possibly postpone them or or influence the Supreme Court in some other way? Yes, I, I do think that that very well will be the case. Obviously, the Supreme Court's got to listen to the challenges about knocking him off the ballot in Colorado and Maine. I think they're going to come back in his favor. But, you know, there's a DOJ Department of Justice memo that basically says, you know, once you kind of know who the nominees are, you can't be pushing sort of any po politics or court cases. And when you look at the court cases, particularly the one in Atlanta, if any of those allegations are true against Fannie Willis, just one scintilla of them, she's going to be disbarred. Those charges are going to be dropped. The plea agreements are going to be vacated. And she might well be charged with a RICO statue herself that she tried to push on Donald Trump. So everything's going in the right direction. I think the only concern that Trump has legally is what's going to happen in the, in the District of Columbia, because the District of Columbia is so Arctic blue that they would charge a Republican for jaywalking. What about, and you're a lawyer, so that's why I'm asking you this. I mean, um, there were former Attorney General Meese uh, gave a brief to the court recently, the Supreme Court, in their last uh, uh, meeting um, when, when they were discussing uh, uh, Trump. And, and, uh, and, and that was that Jack Smith is kind of illegally 
He was a legally appointed special prosecutor. You can't appoint a civilian as special prosecutor. Is that going to gain steam? Has that gained steam or has that just gone away? It hasn't really gained steam and it certainly hasn't gained steam, you know, in the media. But I think that Jack Smith is a zealous prosecutor who's been slapped down by the Supreme Court on a number of occasions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In Virginia or, or uh, 2008 with uh, the gentleman from North Carolina. You know who I'm talking about. The, the Senate, John Edwards. So whether it's that, I mean, look, Jack Smith is trying to convict Trump. And, you know, what kills me here is Democrats say democracy is on the ballot and that they're the saviors of democracy. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to jail the top political opponent and they're trying to knock him off the ballot. I mean, even the Venezuelans are laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good one uh, Ford. um I, I still don't think the nominee is going to be Biden. I mean, I'd be shocked. Um, and of course, with Michelle Obama giving that interview the other day, um, I, I, I don't I, I it makes me more and more certain as certain as I, you could possibly be under these circumstances that Barack Obama, who I believe is pulling all the strings and has been, has a has a little game up his sleeve and it involves his wife. Well, let's put it this way, Steve. If you actually look at the odds makers, Donald Trump has a better chance of being the Republican nominee in 2024 than Joe Biden does being the Democratic nominee. Now a lot of uh, ballot windows have passed. So a Democrat can't get on the ballot. Okay. the question is, is to your point, what happens in Chicago? And if you look at the latest ABC poll where Biden's approval is at 33 percent. Yeah. which is the lowest all time in modern polling history. And not only that, only 23% of the people say he has the mental sharpness to continue to be president. Look, this may well happen what you're saying, but it won't happen until you get to the Democratic Convention in Chicago this summer. Oh, no, I, I agree with that. Absolutely. All right, let, let's move on a little bit. Um, tomorrow, uh, kind of, I guess, um, maybe in well, maybe following in the footsteps of Lloyd Austin uh, to a to a certain extent. Bad, bad lead in, bad analogy, but nonetheless, I decided to go with it. Uh, federal employees in this country, federal workers, are going to walk off the job um, in support. Those who who are going to do it in support of. Uh, taking uh, holding Israel accountable or supporting Hamas or supporting Palestinians or supporting River to the Sea. I don't know what it's what, what they're actually supporting. Each person is individual. They, they'll support whatever they believe in their own heads. But under the guise of wanting to, you know, cease fire now, blah, blah, blah. They're going to walk out. And, and Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, said any anyone who does that should be fired immediately. I agree with Speaker Johnson. That's exactly right. And remember, 80 to 90 percent of federal employees are Democrats. And I think it points to a larger issue within the Democratic base. And that is that they support terrorists and they support Palestine because they've been so brainwashed by DEI and this idea of victims and oppressors. I always laugh, Steve, when people say, oh, my gosh, Israel's a genocidal state. Well, I'm going to tell you something. In 1948, there were 250,000 Palestinians. Today, there's 2.5 million Palestinians. That's going to be the worst genocide in the history of the world. And when it comes to apartheid, that's even a bigger joke. When they say that Israel's an apartheid state, What's so funny about that is that 20% of Israelis are Arab and they have full rights to vote and there's an Arab on the Israeli Supreme Court. 
All of this is nonsense, and they've been brainwashed by academia. And you know what? It shouldn't shock you because most federal employees are college-educated Democrats. Yeah, yeah, well, th- that that's for sure. Let me ask you a question. And you know, you're you're out there in uh, in the the, the the belly of the beast, so to speak, out in D.C. Um, I'd love this question to be asked by somebody, by anybody uh, other than me, who's been asking it since we bombed first with uh, Great Britain, then on our own. We bombed the Houthis in in Yemen. Um, we're still letting them do all kinds of things. It's outrageous. But the question is. When we bombed the radar sites, when we bombed the drone storage facilities, were these on top of school buildings, in school buildings, in hospitals? Were there civilian? Was it as a civilian area? And if it was, um, how dare we? And should we not have done it? And is that not the new way of war? Even what this administration kind of is wants Israel to do, and that's just you know wave the white flag, or the world wants Israel to do. The U.S. not as much, but the U.S. is 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 wavering. Um, you know, I, I think the world is saying if you have terrorists and they use human shields, they win. Now, I, I, again, I, I, somebody needs to ask the question in the way I'm asking it. You know, what was the location of those those uh, bombing sites? And would you have gone through with it if it was in a school, in, in, a, in a hospital, in a mosque? Well, I think the hypocrisy here, Steve, is very simple. There's so much anti-Semitism, not only in the United States, but around the world. It's quite obvious that people don't want to say that they actually want to see Israel wiped off the face of the map. But when it comes to President Biden and the U.S. military and the Houthis, let's be honest, they got a heads up. President Biden is not really holding the Houthis accountable because they're proxies of the Iranians. And then somehow the Democrats feel that they can bribe the Iranians into being good global citizens. And this is the country there's the largest state sponsor of terrorism in the entire world. And, and not only that, look, when you look at the Red Sea, okay, that's something like 15% of all the commerce in the world and 30% of all the containers. Let me tell you something. If Biden doesn't block, you know, stop this blockade, everyone's prices are going to go up in America. So once again, you know, not only is Bidenomics a failure, but so is Biden's foreign policy. Yeah. And uh, Fox um, uh, Axios uh, had a stat today that the groceries you bought in 2019 in December for 100 bucks last December 2023 was $125. But Biden will tell you Americans are too stupid to know how great they're doing. I got speaking of Biden, I got one more for you. Uh, on Martin Luther King Day, uh, Biden put out a uh, social media post and talked about how the uh, the bust, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s bust sits inside the Oval Office, handpicked by President Biden as a reflection of Biden's promise to America to restore the soul of America, to rebuild this country from the bottom up, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, uh, it's been pointed out by Town Hall uh, that that's a lie, that that bust was there, and he didn't handpick it. Barack Obama handpicked, as I understand it. So once again, Joe Biden's lying. Joe Biden lies all the time. But what this post and this story and this hubbub is really a greater indication of of how bad Joe Biden is doing with the base of the Democratic Party, particularly when it comes to African-Americans and African-American men. Remember, they don't necessarily have to vote for Donald Trump. They can either choose to stay home or vote for somebody else as long as they don't vote for Biden. And just remember, one or two percentage points with African-Americans is the difference between winning and losing a presidential election.
Yeah. And according to the polls, I mean, Biden has nowhere near what he had uh, in 2020 and, and it's gone to Trump and he has much more than uh, than he had with, with 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 blacks and Latinos, but blacks especially Ford. It's going to be a wild ride. So you buckle up and uh, we'll do it again uh, if you'll consent. And I thank you so much for your time. You got it, my friend. Take care and be well. You too. Fort O'Connell, ladies and gentlemen, right here on the uh, Steve Malzberg show. All right. We have a lot more to get to. I can't wait to look and see what percentage of the vote is in. And we'll bring it to you <laughs> when we get back. Steve Malzberg right here on TNT. When I had my heart event close to four years ago, I was at the gym, thought I deserve a coffee and thought I'll top up with fuel, ordered a coffee. But while I was pumping fuel, I started to get chest pains. Then it got worse and worse and worse. So then I was leaning on the counter thinking, yeah, something's not quite right. So then I went to wait for the coffee and that's when it really, really hit. And Joy just, you know, mouthed, do you need an ambulance? And I remember nodding. I wasn't even thinking about a heart attack. I just thought something is seriously wrong with me here. So when the cardiologist came to see me, she informed me that I'd had what they call a widowmaker heart attack. Bit of a shock when someone says, you know, you nearly died. <laughs> Everybody should be aware of all the symptoms of a heart attack that women can have that aren't typical of the shoulder pain, the right arm pain. I go to the gym, I do yoga, Pilates, I swim, I go on bike rides, and yet I still had a heart attack. You just don't know it could be you. When the world's endangered animals need help most, when their lives are at greatest risk, when they would otherwise be lost, the International Fund for Animal Welfare is there taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org. You're with Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome back. Now, imagine my surprise. I, I was... I'm moaning to you. I won't say the other word, the B word. I was moaning to you earlier that it's only 3% in and we got 95% of the votes still to go. And when did they get updated? Well, I guess patience pays off because I was distracted from it by talking to Ford. And now we have, according to Fox, 36% of the vote in. That's 10%. That's a 10 times what we had before. And basically it's still, things are still the same. 52% of the vote for Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis with 20.19, and Nikki Haley with 19.20. So it's very interesting. And Ramaswamy still at 7.7. That, is, that isn't going to change. So anyway, 52%. Again, keep in mind, keep in mind, no Republican has ever won the Iowa caucus by more than 12%. And right now, you know, we're talking 30, over 30% lead for, for Donald Trump. Who's going to win? That's not the issue anymore. The question of who's going to come in second, still very, very fluid. We just don't know. It's less than a percent DeSantis over Nikki Haley. Now, I want you to hear the attacks, how they continue from the agenda-driven left-wing lunatics, some of whom know what they're saying, some of whom are smart, some of whom are just so stupid and dumb, they'll say anything and they believe it. And that's the scary part, okay? And I believe Whoopi Goldberg fits into that latter category.
category uh, on The View. Uh, here's Whoopi uh, basically ripping poor people and anybody who is poor who would dare even consider, you know, people who, who are suffering financially under Biden. And we just went through that. 33, 32%, 31% rating, approval rating on the economy. But you better not vote for Trump. Watch this. You ready? Here's 117. I'm sorry. What's interesting for me is that faith in the country is waning. Yeah, that's, yes. the, that's the thing that's yes. pissing me off. Because, in fact, there's a reason Joe Biden ran the way he did. There's a reason he's running for democracy now. Because that's really what's at stake. You worried that it you is. can't pay your bill? Wait till he, the other guy becomes president, and you won't have to worry about it because you'll be in some camp somewhere. Because that's his promise. His promise to us is he's going to force people to do his bidding. That's what he said. I'm with this. I'm going to be good on day one, and I'm going to turn into this other person. I don't know what the hell she's talking about, and neither does she. And the fact that, you know, if if you called this show the buffoon factory. I'd say, okay, what the hell? But it's 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 Disney and ABC News, and they put up with this crap from the woman who gave you that the Holocaust, you know, the revisionist history on the Holocaust not too long ago, and a million other things that are dead wrong. He promised he promised to put people to, to put poor people in camps. That's what he promised. She said, "What the hell are you talking about?" How does ABC News and Disney permit this? She could say anything. Unbelievable. And then, then he said he promised to be good on day one and then progressive. Really? I thought he promised to be a dictator on day one. Tongue in cheek. Now she's saying he promised to be good on day one. What is she talking about? Doesn't matter. They could say anything. Anyone on the left can say anything. I mean, I've been, I, I could say that every day until I'm blue in the face. And sometimes I do. I don't know how blue my face gets. Let's not get it blue because I don't know if you could turn it backwards. But nonetheless, there's no media. There's no fairness. It's, it's, it's fake news by omission. I've been through the crap. I've been through the violent talk from the left. Sitting senators, Vice President Biden, candidate Biden, wanting to beat up Trump, punch Trump. Robert De Niro wants to punch Trump. All these people. And it's fine. It's dandy. It's great. It's, it's just an outrage. Here's cut number 118. Here's the deal. This is all up to you. This is all up to you. We can sit up here till we're green in the face. But this really comes down to the people. What is the country you want? Do you want the country that you kind of thought you had, where we all get to say what we think and we don't have to be afraid of being American? And believing that, yeah, there will be people who come in and some will get in quick and some will take a different route, but they're coming here for a reason, because they're living in a place that's not good for their families. If you're okay with that, you understand that? Then fight for us to find a better way to make immigration work. Fight for that. Don't fight for keeping everybody out because then we all have to leave. Thank you. <laughs> well, really? You could keep saying what you want to say? You could keep saying what you want to say. You. 
Not the conservatives who are thrown off of social media, the conservatives who are censored, the conservatives who have their lives ruined for speaking their minds, the conservatives who get thrown off of college campuses, shouted down, have need police protection. And I'm talking about high profile conservatives who are brought on by a conservative group, God forbid, on campus to talk to that group. That's not acceptable. So I don't know what America you live in, whoopee, but I have a good feeling I, that, that, and by the way, she said green in the face right after I said blue in the face. Ha <laughs> ha, I don't know what that means. All right, um, also recently on The View, they were begging, begging Republican rhino traitor, in my opinion, traitor to her party, uh, Liz Cheney, who was on, of course, the uh, the uh, January 6th committee, which was a sham, and all the evidence that disappeared and everything else, please, begging her to run for president. You ready? Okay, uh, here is cut one. Oh, it would help if I had this in front of me. Here is cut 136. Do you see yourself, and, I, and would you ever consider being the conduit to that third party? Because I don't know if, if the Republican Party, as we, as we knew it, will survive this. Because if he ever gets in again, we'll never have any more elections. There will be no more. He will stop it. And, and he's very clear about that. He wants to be dictator for life. Okay? So I wonder, would you ever consider, please, would you please <laughs> consider being that person? Because I got to tell you, it, I was really, I don't understand how people can say, we're with you, we're with you, we're with you. And then when you need them, they go, oh, but we're with him now. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that. And I don't understand how... You find the grace not to be pissed at folks. Oh, I'm you're not. not. Yeah. I'm, you know, you're mad at them, but you're yeah. not pissed at them because if you were pissed at them, you would have given up on them yeah. and you haven't. Okay. Uh, again, with he, th again, there'll be no more elections if Trump wins, says the brain surgeon, Whoopi Goldberg. That's what he said. That's what he promised. Really? Again, how the... F how the hell is she allowed to just say that? You want to say that's your opinion? Fine. That's what he promised? To, to put poor people in a camp and to end elections? That's what he promised? What the hell? Doesn't matter. She could say anything. She's Whoopi Goldberg. She's on the left. She's black. She's on ABC, Disney. They couldn't care less. Welcome to the media. Lies, 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 sick, twisted lies, because she believes it. She believes it. I don't know that she does. I believe she does. She's, in my opinion, dumb enough, along with Joy Behar, to believe this nonsense. All right, I'm going to ask for cut 186 next, going out of order here. I don't even know that I put that one down. Uh, for, by some reason, I left it out. 186 will be next. Um, there was a, a protest uh, in uh, Washington, D.C. on Saturday. It was for those who wanted a ceasefire, those in support of the Palestinians. And for the most part, um, early on during the day, it, went, it was a peaceful protest. 
But what happened as it got dark outside the White House was downright scary. I want you to listen to how Fox News presented it. Here is 186. Our colleague Lucas Tomlinson is live at the White House tonight, where President Biden is managing several crises here at home and abroad. Lucas. And Guy, one of those crises was right here at the White House outside the gates. It got a little noisy here last night as thousands of anti-Israel protesters showed up yelling F Joe Biden and long live the Intifada. Let's just take a listen here what it looked like. The Park Service scrambled Eagle, its helicopter, to monitor the protests high above the White House. Secret Service donned riot gear and ordered the evacuation of reporters from the North Lawn and any White House staff working while the president was at Camp David. They also spray-painted Genocide Joe on the statue of General Rochambeau, who led French forces during the, against the British during the American Revolution, of course. Okay. Um, according to our friends at Newsbusters... That was it. That was this was Sunday night. It happened Saturday night. Sunday morning, uh, there was nothing. Sunday during the day, Jim Acosta had one report. He's on like all afternoon hosting. There was like kind of one report while he was on. And when he was gone, they went back to the the taped reports from Saturday during the day on CNN. The networks, nothing. Understand what you just heard. First of all, they didn't, I don't know if they showed in the video because I, I, I can't see it right now. Um, but nonetheless, I, I, from what I remember, it was somebody, they were, some were climbing that fence. That fence was put up to keep them away from the White House specifically. Some climbed it. They were doing this to it. They were shaking it. The Secret Service ordered, 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 that's my Brooklynese. The Secret Service ordered any staff working in the White House to be evacuated and anybody on the North Lawn, reporters or staff to get out. Don't you think that's newsworthy? And that the Secret Service had to, had to put on riot gear? Don't you think any of that is newsworthy as Fox did? What if it was a, oh, I don't know, a pro-Israel rally and they were banging on the fence or a, pro-Trump rally and the Secret Service ordered those people in the Biden White House to go hide, get out of the White House, be evacuated, go somewhere else or they'll take them somewhere else, whatever. You think that would be newsworthy? Oh, I do. All those MAGA-hatted people, those those insurrection wannabeists or insurrectionist wannabes, whatever. You know those people, those Trumpers. Damn them. And those Jews, oh, those Jews, look how violent they are. No wonder they, they, they treat Palestinians the way they do. Look at them back, shaking that gate, threatening cops on the other side. They got to wear riot gear. People have to be evacuated. They're afraid that these people will get in and do harm. Not a word, not an arrest from what I understand. And, uh, and not a word, hardly, except for that report on Fox. Again, I could sit here all night, every night for three hours a night and show you that we don't have a media, that it's fake news. That's fake news by omission. Why wasn't the public alerted to that? Why don't they know about it? Doesn't fit the narrative of the leftists who run the media.
from the reporters to the writers to the producers in America, you name it. They're leftists for the most part. Folks, Jeffrey Lord joins us tomorrow, God willing. We'll have a lot more to talk about. The aftermath, who finished second in Iowa, look ahead to New Hampshire, all that right here. 9 p.m. Eastern, tell your friends, tell your enemies on TNT. TNT.